I got it all undressed. <laughs> now I can't figure out how to turn these around. Did I break them? No, you didn't break them. They just turn around. No, it doesn't. Look at that. Oh, voila. There you go. Which, which side's your left side? Dollar in the, the uh, sweet jar for me. Your other left, Ryan. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, work. I'm going to start um, the dollar jar. For any time someone says it's a dentist chair, any time I've got to tell them the other left, or any time they say, oh, that's just part of getting old. That's just part. <laughs> and who gets the money when the jars fill? I do. I'm going to be loaded from all these three things. That. Oh, that. So you're not putting the dollar in the jar? No, nah, it's, the, it's the customer. I said that to someone today. I said, like, oh, that's, that's in the dollar jar. <laughs> How'd that go down? Oh, <laughs> No, they, they laugh. You're like, I'll just add that to your bill. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so what, what did we say just before? Let's before, start again. Before my daughter called. <laughs> Rudely. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. I said, that's like between two beers, but it's cheers with port. Mm. Thanks to the ophthalmologists. Good 20 port. Mm. I think that one's nicer than yesterday. Well, it should be. Why? The ruby's like the entry level. 20's another step up. They've got a couple of, uh, there's a white one and a rosé one thrown in the mix. Yeah, so. we should have probably had a rosé. The rosé, the rosé you got to cool down. Did I sit too far back? Well, maybe I just do that to you. What way? That'll be better. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Stop it. And then these what? Lily O'Brien Ultimate Chocolate Collection. Yeah. Delicious. And I'm going to have the Hazelnut O'Brien because it's real good. What was I just, that? <laughs> I just thought it was a bird, but it was the fan. Mm. Mm. That's the best part about Christmas is all the chocolates. Mm. It's my favourite gift. Chocolate. Chocolates and wine. Mm. No to anyone. <laughs> See, this is 2023 wrapped. We achieved basically nothing of what we talked about last year. What did we talk about last year? Well, last year we were just like, well, we'll see what happens. Like, there's a lot of interest. Hopefully, we'll get to Taupo. Oh, yeah. Bom, bom. Bom, bom. And here we are in Tokoroa still, which is great. It is great, actually. And we'll be here for probably another couple of years. Couple, you reckon? Yeah, I do reckon. I reckon mm. it'll be a good couple. Yeah. I reckon that's what the universe taught me this year. It's been trouble probably trying to teach that to me for 35 years, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just slow down. I reckon your mum's been trying to teach that to you, Hola. Speaking of the dollar jar, if I got a dollar every time my dad told me, you like a bullet gate? We might not be in talk at all. (laughs) If he had a dollar every time my dad said that. I know. There'd be many things. But that is the journey of life. Yep. But maybe now we'll listen and uh, slow down and enjoy it. Yeah, what I forgot. We did we did a little year in review and little goal set last night, eh? and it was just like yeah, it was good actually. Double underline what the key thing is that you've, that I've got to tick off next year, and that's the the pathway program, which potentially doesn't even start till July. <laughs> but also, like what we learnt from yeah last year, and not that we didn't accomplish anything this year. No, no, that's right. Like, despite this, the saying is the best made laid plans of mice and men. That was twenty twenty three because it was still a great year. It was an amazing year. Mm. We did lots of cool things. Yeah, 
You've got your phone there, eh? Bring up Spotify. You went on. This was a big milestone for you. You you went onto Spotify. And what oh was, yeah. And what was your Spotify wrapped, Nicole? I don't know. You should bring it up. How do I do that? Well, if you go into Spotify, it should still be there. Where though? Oh, maybe. I know oh, there it goes up the top. If you scroll across, it'll go wrapped. Mhm. Yeah. You're wrapped. Is that you or is that me? That's you. That's um Lion Babe. Oh what? What? Oh what was that one? This song was good. Hello Ryan Stag. Good song. My top songs. If we're just all Luke Coons, Harry Styles, Lion Babe. That's your gateway drug, eh, Nicole? Yeah, you ruined me with Luke Coombs. Top, top song was Fast Car by Luke Coombs, also. Mine was, yeah, Fast Car, and then Better, Better Together. Oh, this was from Annie. I'm gonna have another chocolate. Can't believe they both came to New Zealand. Have you had a lemon meringue pie yet? No, uh, I must have. Was it good? I don't know if lemon goes with chocolate. <laughs> Tay Tay sneaked in for me. She was number three. Tay Tay. Morgan Wallen, Luke Coombs, Taylor Swift, Matt Corby, 660. How did 660 get in there? I'm surprised Joe Rogan was most listened to. Because um, of, again, driving. Oh. And then so I'd like, just like Taylor Swift, I'd like put on 660 Artist and just let it play. Mm. Did you figure yours out? Yeah, I found it. Rats. It was just all Luke Coombs. Top songs. No. Luke Coombs. Mm-hmm. He's pretty amazing. He's definitely sparked my country um, <laughs> season. Had you ever listened to country before? No, never. No. Only like with um, Wagon Wheel. Mike, Uncle Mike. And Wagon Wheel? Um, well, yeah, Wagon Wheel. That's a classic though. I'm pretty sure to see if I listen to that. Hmm. Well, it's a great song, so mm. of course. Right, here's a question for you. What little habits in life make you happy? Tea. Tea? <laughs> Do you have a routine for tea? Or just each time you have a tea, you're just like, ah. Oh. I love a cup of tea. Yeah, what about a cup of tea, like, brings you joy? I don't know. I think it's the warmth. <laughs> just the warmth. <laughs> it's the warm and cozy especially in winter for those that don't know nicole has rainoids so that basically means your hands have no circulation none none in winter especially in taupo it was a little horrendous this year and in the mighty 10 mega shed mm, they were pretty bad yeah um i don't know little habits hmm. don't know what you gotta think chocolate chocolate that makes me happy too baking Mm. I like to bake. 
Sitting when you drop a tray of um, shortbread yeah. on the floor at midnight. <laughs> it makes me real sad. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. I was making all the shortbread orders for the cafe in Hastings. For Christmas. For Christmas. What, like two days before Christmas? Mm. Like the Thursday before Christmas. And I dropped... No, Friday. Oh, no, Thursday, you're right. I dropped yes. the last tray, last tray of shortbread. All over the floor. All over the floor. Broke the lot. Had to... <laughs> just cried and went home. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Did you actually cry? Yeah, I was real mad. Like a ball? No, I was just like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. And it was just... Nope, no more. And yep. then I packed up. I went home. And then I made them in the morning. <laughs> Anything else? Um... Habits. I don't know. I don't think so. Exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do. How do you feel about the garden? Um, not a lot. I wish I loved it more. Yeah. It was something I wish I could get into. So but it's, it's still a chore. Yeah, it is a bit of a chore. It's a bit of a hassle. I'd love. Yeah, I would really like to like it. I wonder if that's because it gets way on us. Because like. We've got a basically every fourth weekend we get a decent opportunity. Yeah. And if it rains, then that opportunity is gone for another month. So then it gets away on, on us. Because we really only have two weekends a month here. Mm. Um, not even that sometimes. So we don't actually get a lot of time in the garden. But I think it is just a rare. It's such a big job. It's such a big garden. Mm. There's so much shit in it. But it's beautiful when, like in spring, especially when all the um, freesias and bluebells, bluebells, and all the pretty flowers are out. It's stunning, and it also doesn't need weeding then because it's full. Mm. But in summer, it's just it is a bit of a chore. With that late spring, where you just saw the grass coming through, and you're just like, "Fuck, that looks hideous." Yeah, I think once we sort it out and make it a little bit easier to manage. Hopefully. Mm. I'm hopeful that it'll... Yeah. I would like a pretty garden. Like, my mum and nana and my auntie always have, like, lovely gardens. Well-maintained. Hmm. Yeah, my my parents had had a big garden. Big lawn. Jesus. Had the ride on. Good times. Should we get a ride on? (coughs) (laughs) We need a... I'll see see what my discount is. (laughs) Little might have worked now, jeepers. Clonked uh, out. I tried to do that tonight and the computer says no. Probably just a spark plug, but. Yeah. The lawn's a bit of a chore too, isn't it? Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah. It looks so good when it's done. Yeah. I do, I actually quite like a lawn. I like uh, my morning routines, you know. You're very routine based, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's how you function. Yeah. <laughs> I also go crazy. Yeah, a little bit. I just go crazy to sit around doing nothing for half a day. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> very much an active relaxer. I think we kind of both are. I don't think I sit still very well either. Mm. I'd like to think I could, but I don't think I'm very good at it. Yeah. So I um started. I ran out of podcasts, being everyone out, every other podcast, but like myself. 
went on holiday and stopped making content so i dove back into some tim ferris podcasts and some uh one peter atia podcast and some lex freeman podcast anyway peter does this good thing with his mate kevin rose it's called the random show yeah and now i started talking about tim's process on so i dug out tools of titans again because he had kevin kelly on there and there's a chapter in here called a thousand true fans it's more for like creators like full-time creators and stuff but lots of good tips in there anyway at the back it has his rapid fire questions which as he often says sometimes fall flat but the first one goes when you think of the word successful who's the first person who comes to mind and why the first person that comes to my mind yeah and why for the word successful Ooh. first person I was going to say Bruce Bruce yeah. your uncle yeah and why um because he built it from nothing mm. what is Bruce he um owns Web Ninja which is like a what is it I don't know actually <coughs> It's some internet thing. They're an internet host, aren't they? You're telling the story. Pretty sure they're an internet host of some description. But he is not um, university trained or even, I don't even know if he finished high school. Probably. Um, But yeah, just worked his way up and he sold his first business to Microsoft. And what was that? And that was Excel with what? I don't know. With some accounting, MYB. MYOB. Excel and MYOB. Great integration. Um, that's what we've interest integration. Not oh, cool. Hosting the web. Yeah, I don't know. It's but yeah, but he also just seems really happy in life. Yeah. Yeah. Very humble. Nice. I thought of you, a granddad, for a moment. <laughs> Job. Yeah, that was like I was thinking of you. Again, it's like pretty buzzy come out here from to come from scotland or come from ireland scotland came from scotland but he was irish yeah yeah <laughs> go figure and then you know trust be shepherd no then yeah does a open the shop opens a shop for in veg raises a whanau yeah six kids hmm? too many children <laughs> <laughs> too many kids yeah and yeah runs it pretty much his whole life until he's like 70 yeah that's bottom ass yeah and then, um, yeah, sold it. So you're like, on that side, third generation. Yes. Hmm. No, yeah. It's unreal. Because I think I'm, like, fifth. Oh, wow. Probably on both sides. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? What's your question in more words? <laughs> what is third generation? Mm. So he immigrated. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Then there's your mum, then there's you. So then on Nana's side, though, mm-hmm. they just are from here. So. From way back. Yeah. They've got a street in Clive named after them. Oh, far out. Hellier's Lane is named after my grandma. Hellier's? Yep. So it's around behind the river. Yeah. So you know when you're coming around to Napier, it's just it's your first right after that bend. Hmm. That's Hellier's Lane, and that's where now grew up. All right. So they came up the river and were like, "This will do." Yep, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. 
Yeah, cool. Big, beautiful house there. Do you know much about the immigration? No. No. Just that that's where they were. Yeah. What's something that you believe that other people think is insane? I think... I believe in my angels. Angels? Yeah. Which are floaters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I believe people look after me. Yeah. Yeah. But specifically, your floaters are your <laughs> angels. <laughs> this is why Ryan thinks I'm insane. No, I don't think you'd say it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah, they hate For those out there, I if, you got, like if you all of a sudden have floaters that weren't there before, go straight to your optometrist, please. You or your psychic. Or your psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, your psychologist, your psychic. Oh, your psychic. Yeah, uh, not your psychic. Yeah, some new angels are showing up. No. Yeah. Uh, you could have a retinal tear. Or you, just... <laughs> or you don't. Yeah, or, or, just or the vitreous, that's okay. the jelly in the back's come away from the eye. Um, <laughs> what's something you believe that other people think is insane? Bacon and eggs for breakfast. Ice baths. Yeah, so many things. So many things. Um, Shakti mats. Yeah. No veggies. No, I don't believe in Nervi G. Um, fasting, ice bath, breathing. Yeah, don't know. Uh, what is the book or books you have given most as a gift? I've never, I've not given many books, so I can't answer that question. Kids books. I give so many kids books. I love them. Um, Always give kids books. There's a. Uh, Oh, um, We've given heaps of kids books. Yeah, I've give, <laughs> given out um, Guess How Much I Love You to a Few People. Um, great book. And the um, Sleepy Kiwi. I've given that to a few people. What's that one um, that you've got? It's I Love My Dad. That, oh, yeah. Because we gave it two of those for Christmas. Mm. One to that, art, that artist, that yeah. author. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good books. Um, I can't remember what. I saw uh, the Rider of Arahas way today, interestingly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was that Kippy. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Heading into work. Um, what else? We gave the my girls, brother, my we brother, gave the girls a Ruby Tui book. Yeah, that was cool. And Annie Harry Potter. My brother recommended uh, Poor Charlie's Almanac, which is a mess, goes gets mentioned quite a lot in Tim Ferriss' podcast about Charlie Munger and the Warren Buffett way. I've given Dan lots of cookbooks. Cookbooks? Yeah, yeah, you guys He's are given, cookbookers. Yeah. He gives me lots of cookbooks. It's appreciated. Mm. Yeah. I love a cookbook. <laughs> I've recommended this book to lots of people. Tools of Titans and Drug Mentals. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've got lots of self-help books. I've got the cookbook shelf and you've got a self-help book And hunting shelf. books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the one on Vietnam. And... Uh, <laughs> my fantasy. <laughs> My fantasy collection and my cookbooks. Yeah. yeah, you picked up. Re- it shows that I'm. Um, you picked up reading this year. Have you ever read? No. No. Not at all. Which is weird. I know you didn't go to high school for very long. Or <laughs> when you were enrolled, you weren't there anyway. But um, did you have sustained silent reading at your school? Not at high school. Not at high school. Yeah, we had that at high school. It was quite. I don't know about good. No, we may have. You should ask someone else that went more often. <laughs> it was after lunch, so potentially a bad time. <laughs> more informed class. Yeah. Yeah. 
What is your favorite documentary or movie? Um, my favorite movie is Inception. For real? Yep, I love that movie. What about it? I think just the layers. Mm, it's intense. Yeah. And then when the top doesn't fall over at the end, it's so good. So it's a great movie. I like quite a lot of Tarantino's. I do like Inception, and I do like that other like time travel one by the same. I quite like um, Leo. Most of Leo's. Um, Although we tried to watch um, movies that are real good. Wolf of Wall Street again the other day, and fuck, I've watched it a couple of times, and you get along watching it and think, oh, this is a fun movie. And no, this is a fucking intense movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty intense. Yeah, it's full of debauchery. Gatsby's yeah. good as well. Gatsby. Hmm. Um. What's this other one? On the island. It's called the island. The beach. The beach. Or Shadow Island. Shadow Island. Yeah. What I, I haven't watched that one. That's good. We should watch it. We're not rich enough for this question, but anyhow, <laughs> what purchase of a hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months? A hundred dollars or less yeah. positively impacted my life. Yeah. Why are we not rich enough for this? Probably those books. Yeah, probably. Or all the giving at Christmas. I love buying <laughs> gifts. Positively impacted your life. It positively impacts me. Hmm. <laughs> Plenty of tanks of gas. Although they're not. They're, they're not. I don't think that's a positive. They're not um, less than a hundred dollars either. <laughs> your um your diary. Oh yeah, I just got that. But I haven't started using it yet, so. Mm. There might be one for next year. Yeah. That's the. Uh, Daily Stoic Journal, which when I was in Australia, in the CrossFit gym, they had the Daily Stoic, so when I'd do my warm-ups in the morning, I'd read a page. See, you're cute. Yeah, and so then I always wanted to get the Daily Stoic Journey, and when I had Hayden Pritchard on earlier in the year, we were talking about books, apparently there's the Daily Dad now by Ryan Holiday too, which does a similar thing, but yeah, I was like, oh, I want to get that book, and yeah, finally I... 2024 I'm gonna gonna use it start on Sunday Monday yeah, Monday and it's good timing as well because I nearly finished the journal I got when I was at Shake Keys oh wow it's lasted quite a long time three years it's a big one though yeah it is big it's lots, lots of space in there yeah. I don't run it every day but yeah a few days a week mostly yeah <laughs> here we go what are your morning rituals what does the first 60 minutes of your day look like <laughs> Tea. <laughs> yeah. You were um, a petting Ernie. Yeah, usually it would be making lunches. I'd make Annie's lunch and your lunch and my lunch. Make myself breakfast. Get Annie's bag packed. Get a uniform out. You're not consistent with your breakfast, eh? No. Why is that? What happens? I get you, over it. You get over it? Yeah. Like I'll have muesli for a while. Yeah. Muesli, yogurt, and fruit. And then I'll get over eating it. So I'll have toast or I'll have egg on toast or yeah yeah sometimes smoothie that's something else you've started this year is eating eggs yes so the gateway for you with eggs was egg windows at Glen yep. Bay when we were camping Ryan made us all have egg windows but he also put marmite on the top and I think that was the secret mm -hmm. because I couldn't probably taste the egg properly mm. and now I just eat eggs because they're delicious 
So your ego window is you grab a slice of bread and you cut a circle out of the ins the middle of the bread, and then you put that bread on the. This was the hot plate on a barbecue, and then you crack an egg in the in the hole. Some people call it egg in a hole as well. Yeah, and then yeah, you flip it, and then so you've got a cooked cooked egg. And that was probably also yeah, what was important. Yeah, it was real, like a yeah hard egg, pretty much. Eh? Yeah, yeah, and that's probably what got Annie into it as well, though, eh? Yeah. Um, which has been quite good. Not that she, not she, that she's consistent with breakfast. Sometimes she's it's no breakfast. Walking with breakfast, <laughs> which is fine. We told her that that was fine. Yeah, well, just it's just not, don't say you want something and not eat it. Yeah, it's not worth the. It wasn't worth the argument at the end of the day. Eh? We tried everything. We tried smoothies. We tried. Yeah, but it's not worth the argument because you know you're not going to die. And there's plenty of food in their lunch mm. <laughs> if she wants them. Which also doesn't always eat. Yeah, she's yeah. also fine. Um, so do you do your morning in about a minute, an hour? Um, yeah, so I get up at half past four. Yep, I'm usually on an hour and 15. A little bit more. You, yeah. Yeah, because I leave by just before six. Mm. To get to work by seven. Yeah, whereas mine's like two and a bit hours. Mine's pretty slow. Yeah. That, that includes like an hour allotted to sort of move and breathe and yeah yeah that's what i'm missing in my life <laughs> I, was, I was running a bit yeah yeah with circle of savages and rucking and all sorts, yeah. of, sorts of stuff which there. is cool that you've got time to do that mm. hopefully i can make time next year what obsessions do you explore on the evenings or weekends owning a cafe <laughs> Fuck, i don't do anything um so i need one Need one. Yeah. Need a hobby. Yeah. You hunt. Hunting and podcasting is what I do. Here you go, Nicole. What topic would you speak about if you were asked to give a TED talk on something outside of your main area of expertise? Fuck. No idea. Um, probably like self, self, self worth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I really discovered that when I, when me and Gareth split up mm -hmm. and I got divorced, I don't think I ever realized the importance of it, of realizing your own self worth and liking yourself. I try, and this is the irony of the topic. Try and explain men's emotional intelligence. Go. <laughs> but the irony of it is, I don't know how I'd explain it. <laughs> and so that's like where you, I'd really have to prepare my thoughts on what it is and how it relates. Because I still don't necessarily voice it. And I still yeah. don't necessarily know if I have enough words to describe it. Yeah. I think I'd need some help from ChatGTP to <laughs> <laughs> prompt from JTB for a few more words and yeah. ways of saying things yeah yeah and some empathy <laughs> well at least I know what it is now I just used to have good and angry good <laughs> how did you find empathy how did you learn empathy oh from that wheel was a big help yeah that emotional wheel um that's in the that's interesting that's in the Outlive book by Peter Atiyah um that was probably one of the 
at least in hundred dollar things it was immense value yeah 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 that's a really good book yeah, yeah, um yeah, and yeah then also like idle hearts way Kui's feelings how funny it is, is that uh, kids books but i think i think that's been amazing though for like maybe not like our generation and then like our parents generation who never used to talk about those things mm. and it's coming through that way because your kids are learning about it and so therefore you learn about it mm-hmm. so i do think it is valid yeah we're very lucky to have the time to think about it yeah yeah because like even um like you're talking to my mum now about even just like you know like your periods and stuff like that <laughs> like they didn't know yeah and so then we didn't know as kids because they didn't know. So, like, they didn't know that, you know, all these things affect you and, you know, your hormones and tracking and, you know, what the pill can do to you and, you know. Both positive and negative. It's not a complete negative, like some people would, would claim to say. What? The pill? Hormone regulation with the pill. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there just wasn't they talked about information so therefore you mm. couldn't make an informed choice or I don't know mm. nice what is the best or most worthwhile investment you've made could be an investment of money time energy or other resources how did you decide to make the investment don't know um say it again best or most worthwhile investment you've made it can be money time energy or other resource how did you decide to make that investment you go let me think i think mine is probably higher education yeah um how did i decide that was <laughs> it's pretty simple i just thought that that would be cool and enjoyable i didn't realize that helping people was something that filled, filled me up um but i like the idea of problem solving um i've since later learned that i'm quite analytical i like to explain stuff to people um and I like to take action really fast, which goes to that the opposite of, of patience. Mm. Um, and the job of optometry allows you to analyze stuff quickly, make a plan, and take action really quickly. Yeah. And so yeah. it like fills up my strengths all the time. So it plays to my strengths really well. Mm. Yeah. I it's, also, it's also um, paying off. But like my student loan's almost done. That's a good ten years plus the seven years of university plus the you know primary and secondary schooling to get there. Mm. It's a long time. Yeah. But yeah, massive investment in time. The money that was spent on those seven years and then the money paid back over the last ten years. It's been a lot. Be exciting when it's done. Mm. What are what are major turning points in your life? 
What about cars? There you go. Yeah, probably cars. Yeah. Probably cars would be the biggest. So how did you how did you guys approach your parents to get the seed money? Actually, Dad just offered it. So we we how did that come about though? We got we were at um obviously we were at Brave doing the food there, and we were having um. So how did you start at Brave? Gemma and Matt were opening up a brewery, and they didn't want to be bothered with food. So and they knew that we wanted to do something. So we basically How did they know that though? Well, I'd have always been talking about it. Something yeah, so that you were always, always talking about it. Yeah. So in Melbourne you're working in a bakery? Yeah. Like not just any bakery, like It was just a bakery. It was just a bakery. It was a bakery. But didn't you go to get absolutely hammered? Yeah. It was a huge bakery. Not like it wasn't actually huge, it was had a little Did they do pa- pastries and stuff or Yeah. Yeah. Did everything. Um yeah. Um, like take on meals they did yeah you know just your simple pies and then family quiches and and then all your baked treats you know lemon tarts and so you were you into catering before that like when you worked at Bay Espresso were you into the idea of catering no no I just liked I liked people and I like food and yeah um that's Honestly, so would I you would you it. voice out loud? Oh, I'd love to have a open a cafe one day. Yeah, you'd voice I'd always wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd basically I left school to go to work and worked at Bay Espresso. Yeah. Um, mum told me when I was sixteen I was allowed to leave school if I had a full time job. So, so when did you work at McDonald's? Before I was sixteen. Okay. I was like fifteen. Yeah. And then I left McDonald's and went to Bay Espresso, and then I just worked there until I was about twenty one. And, and was that barristering? Yep. And then I and I managed the um, the Onikawa one, and then I went to Mahu Road and I managed that one um, for a year or so. And then um, how passionate were people about the coffee, especially in Onikawa? Um. Oh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, because it was pretty much in Onikawa. It was pretty much just coffee. Mm-hmm. So it was um, like it was a huge morning. You'd just be nuts on the coffee all morning. Um, just with people passing by. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, like it's the coffee scene. It definitely, I reckon, had just started booming. Mm. Like, wow, that's been like what twenty years ago. And how did the guys at Bass Press feel about coffee? Like they were roasting it themselves. They. Yeah. Yeah. That was just starting. Like Chris and Janelle, who brought it. They, um, he was a meteorologist. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she was a graphic designer. Yeah. So, like, they had no, um, and they hired, um, Ben Simcox, who was back in the day, like, the Bruce, New Zealand Brewster of the Year. Wow. And he pretty much taught them how to roast and how to make coffee. And he worked for a while, for quite a while, actually, quite a few years, um, just helping out like when he could and stuff and then he opened up his own cafe in Napier mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure Bayes Bresso brewed um, not brewed roasted coffee like a special blend for him mm-hmm. but don't he may have got someone else to do that I'm not sure but I'm pretty sure it was Bayes Bresso but yeah no I'd always wanted to do it and so but like kind of the gateway into it was doing the food for Brave which was not really 
like what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. it was you know the burgers and things and I was like oh that's cool I'm still serving people and I'm still making food and that's fine um and then um, things kind of went south with the relationship there and so we were like oh we need to get out um and it was kind of like just do it mm. mum and dad gave us the money to set it up we found somewhere and then yeah is it pretty daunting um not to no nah, i just it was just exciting mm-hmm. it wasn't daunting like because you just i don't know you just get on with it did you guys open in the time frame yep so we had six months um no was it six months maybe it was only four months like um rent free mm-hmm. so and that's what we gave ourselves to get sorted basically um and we did we did it all up within that time frame and got everything in and ordered and did it all ourselves pretty much painted it um we got yeah cabinetry in and we even ground the, the concrete floor ourselves with a hand grind it fucking took us like a few days yeah on our hands and knees grinding this floor yeah but yeah that's awesome yeah and then and then we opened in six months time COVID hit and fucked us <laughs> but you're still alive we're still alive just but and then we had a recession so real cool yeah so we might not be alive for much longer but it's been funny looking back we'll on see. the year like like when did you, when we were starting to like be like oh fire out we're gonna survive and it's just like been survive and then you get bumps up and you're like oh see it's not what we're doing <laughs> just the atmosphere it's just the everything like yeah, you even see like Ed and Ed Mega, like just struggling with sales and stuff, and yeah, but it's amazing. It is just life. Do you have a quote you live your life by or think of often? This is kind of where my final question sprung out of. Out Did of it? This question, yeah. I don't think so. But I always. I think I just live. Just live. <laughs> I'm not down with quotes. Not really. What is the worst advice? What you is s- yours? Um, that um, improving people's life oh, helping yeah, them okay. to see the world to the best of their ability what is the worst advice you see or hear being dispensed in your world the worst advice um, a hot long black a large long black. A large long black, yeah. I'll put a sugar in that. I'll have three sugars and a caramel shot. <laughs> <laughs> three sugars and a caramel shot and hot flat white. Trim milk, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> a um it's a Jack Black skit. Yes. I'll have half Coke, half dark Coke. I'm trying to watch my figure. Yeah. Um Fasters make your eyes weak. Not true. Not true. Not true. Um, if you could have... Or hospitality is easy. Hospitality, people say that. Yeah. You know. Why in the cafe is easy? Fuck off. No. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm rolling around in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you wanted a uh, 
Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Um, what would it say? Mind your own business. Mind your own business. Don't be a cunt. Fine, comes to mind for me. Yep. Don't be a cunt. Mind your own business. <laughs> um, That's a great one. Couldn't join them. <laughs> what advice would you give your 20, 25 or 30 year old self and please place where you were at the time and what you were doing? My 25 year old self, not 21. You can do 20, 25 or 30. Let's go 20. 20? What were you? Don't marry him. <laughs> place where were you at the time and what were you doing? Um, I was having a great time. But I, sh- yeah. I was in Hastings. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. Slow down. Mantra. Slow mm. down. Yeah. Um, you were young. I'd probably go similar advice at twenty-five. Slow down. This is just the beginning. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mine just happened five years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And that was because I needed to do four more years of uni. <laughs> at twenty. Yeah. So 25. at 21, I was finished my Bachelor of Science, and then I did those four, uh, four yeah. years of optometry yeah. school after that. So I finished optometry at, at my 25th birthday when I was in my final year of optometry school. For my 25th birthday, we had uh, a quarter-life crisis meeting, <laughs> which was uh, Lazy Susan at Canton Restaurant in Kingsland and a couple of bottles of wine each. Um, At 25, I got married, and then the next year I was pregnant. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and then I woke up on in the morning and checked the McDonald's bag, and I had a pounder in there, and that was quite a little bonus. Were you like, fuck, yep? I was Did you nuke it? Yeah, I did. I put it in the microwave. Yeah. So gross. It was amazing though. Was it? Yep. Yuck. Four slices of cheese, four quarter pounder patties. Four. Yeah, a pounder. I didn't know they existed. Well, they don't, but my friend John was like, this is ask for a pounder. So I was like, yeah. It was one of those ones I don't, know how, don't know how I got home, and I've got like that um, memory, being in the McDonald's in um, Newmarket. <laughs> and and getting a pounder. And not much else. Wow. Yeah. Very good. We also used to live like two blocks from McDonald's. We went there far too much. <laughs> <laughs> cool. How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Or do you have a favourite failure of yours? A favourite failure. I've always thought that I learn best from my mistakes. Yeah, most people I've do. I've always known that though. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. You need, you need to break it first. Yeah, I need to break it first. Yeah, I often need to break it first. Because I'm yeah. ripshit and bust or bull or gate. Yeah. As we talked about earlier. Maybe we're similar in that sense. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. So what is a favourite failure? A favourite failure. Or a parent failure. Um, Set you up for later success. Probably. I don't know. I think you learn from everything. I don't know if I'd call... Would you call any of it a failure? A parent failure is the caveat there. What's yours? Might it be not getting in to optometry. 
because again back to the the theme of you just slow down a little bit mm-hmm. um those three years in Dunedin um allowed me to work taught me how to study and research um allowed me to study some broader topics i did um the neuroscience neurophysiology and zoology papers which all helped me get a like real holistic understanding of the nervous system um i played in a number of rugby teams and i did the pre-academy with the polytech and they sort of talked about coaching and training so that like gave me the skills to be able to train and program for myself and then I was able to like keep instilling those skills as I went back to university it gave me like and I, and I worked as well at the cook so that gave me like an outlet and like something else to focus on yeah yeah and then yeah when I went to Auckland I was I was able to you know go to the gym train myself play rugby and study mm. yeah um see that was that was really good and yeah it's mean I have this like way more broader way of looking at things not real just one dimensional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which in that Charlie Munger book he talks about as like a key skill and I'm like oh yeah I look at things that way yeah, yeah. yeah which is you know a bit of uh, confirmation bias <laughs> it's always fun <laughs> I sent Nigel Beach a um, podcast with Kelly Starrett the guy was talking about the um, standing on the yoga block yeah yeah and doing the couch stretch, yeah. And I said it to Nigel, and I said, "Here's a bit of confirmation for bias for you, mate." <laughs> yeah, need that every now and again. Yeah. You're you're not the only idiot yelling into the void. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Don't I? Probably the um, initial steps with with Brave was was interesting. Yeah, that was probably because yeah. it got you guys started and on the road. Mhm. And then you needed to do your own things, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you'd call that a failure, though. Hmm. Well, like it can be like an apparent, as I said, it's apparent failure. failure. Set you up for later success. So you, you no longer have a venue or a vehicle to do it, so you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What is something really weird or unsettling that happens to you on a regular basis? <laughs> Weird or unsettling. Um. Mine's deja vu. I had it last night. Yeah. That was the first did. first time I'd had it in a long time, but it was. I get really intense deja vu. That's weird. And like it, that is weird. And like this, yeah. it's not just like a moment. It's like the whole scenario. Yeah. And as I'm like playing out the scenario, I'm like. I've done, I've done this. This is really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. You should have given me some warning about these things. Yeah, I should have. So I could come up with some answers. Probably my irrational fear for birds and they birds and they come, come be, at me. And then you have a tattoo. Especially in work, there's like fantails in the department or something. There's fantails. Sometimes. That's bad. It's terrifying. No, but that's just like a bad omen. Fantails inside. Or it's coming. It, apparently, it's coming to tell you that someone's died. But they might just be my angels in bird form. 
even though you hate them. Yeah. They're your devils. Yeah. Yeah. What have you changed your mind about in the last few years and why? Um, eggs, reading. Yes, eggs <laughs> and reading and loving myself. I don't know. Probably. What does that look like? What does that look like? In terms of... I haven't yet embraced my wrinkles, have I? No. <laughs> All my white hair. Your expressions. Yeah. <laughs> Got rid of those. Um, I think it's just appreciating you for who you are. Um, and not picking the little things. Because that was a big... I think it's a big part of being a girl. Harsh and a critic. Yeah. And that's it's a big... I think it's a big journey to mm. to figure out that you like yourself and yeah. How much help have you had with it? Um. Well, where have you found reinforcement? Mainly from just books and stuff, and podcasts, and doing things for yourself. I really. Um, when did I? I probably started like twenty. 20 mm-hmm. probably when actually I went to counselling with um, Gareth mm. um, which obviously didn't work for him but it all worked for us actually but it worked for me and I think it made me realise what was going on wasn't okay mm-hmm. and made you look at trying to do things to make yourself happy mm. rather than yeah I think that's important as well. Mm. But I think that's been has um, made me a better partner as well. You're a great partner. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, changed my mind about keto. I don't think I've said that before. I think it's a useful tool. But the key thing around that was um, <laughs> again these topics from the Charlie Munger book inversion so ketogenic diet is successful for 64% of people in the studies or somewhere around that what about the other 35 to 40% of people and I sort of got that exposed to me when I was doing the diabetic screening in Topor where there was someone practicing ketogenic diet and people that had done that with them hadn't got the results there's plenty of people that came in that had got the results. But then I was like thinking about it, I was like, why aren't they getting the results? And I thought about those studies, and I was like, oh, there's, in all those studies, there's a portion of the people that are entered or enrolled in it that it doesn't work for. And so therefore, you've got to like find other avenues. Um, so that was something in, for me. Um, and then the other thing is that the sort of, universe if you will doesn't owe you anything and so you've got to be ready for those opportunities 100 percent. yeah so that's where slowing that slowing down topic comes in and, and like, that's the whole am i actually ready to be able to execute on this just yet and taking responsibility for yourself yeah you know yeah the world doesn't owe you a living it doesn't owe you anything and if you, you have to do it yourself yeah can't expect it to just come to mm. you yeah, despite many people saying that you're doing a good job or whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean that something's going to be given to you. No. No. Or that you even deserve it. Yeah. 
And there's two two sides of every transaction, of course. Yeah. Mm. It's. Um, I think it's quite a hard pill to swallow, though, as well. Yeah, well, it is. You know, because we'd love for a world of. What was it? Rainbows and. I do hate. It drives me nuts, though, those people that do fucking think the world owes them a living and the government owes them a fucking living. <laughs> Don't hold back. No. <laughs> Yeah. I can annoy people with that argument. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm supposed to be going to this alt base and they they have like really good um they're they're a really good podcast because they have really cool perspectives on and the beautiful thing about a podcast is you get to hear a perspective in full. Yeah, and, yeah. And they do a really good job of clipping out important points as well. So they they're they're a really great pr- production and I'm excited to go and talk with them mm. next week and see what we talk about mm, yeah <laughs> yeah but like they've been really valuable for me because you know you can get one perspective and especially when it comes to last year being an election year you get mm. like the, the, the um soundbite perspectives and but you got to remember again there's two sides of every transaction you got to remember the other people on the other side of that argument how intense was this election, though? And it's and then the first the chat beforehand was her amazing. And I don't how, ever how, remember it being. How good was it when there was no government? That was fan- oh. <laughs> that was fantastic. But like, it's just the anticlimax of everyone being like, like such a huge discussion before this mm. election and stuff, and then there was nothing for like six weeks. Was brilliant. And, and then a, a fucking shit show of three toddlers sharing a cookie. <laughs> It's just so funny. And then an intense, like, three or four weeks. Started off with a bang, like a bit of a protest on the day one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so good. Yeah. And it's great to watch both sides of of the aisles media as well because you just see, like, polar opposites of the narrative. eh? It's it's just brilliant. And you go, okay, that's cool. That's interesting. (laughs) It'll be an interesting few years, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Well, if it, or it won't be at all because nothing will get done yeah yeah well that's the other um it's the other argument isn't it the other argument you know you're talking about recessions well it could be for stagnation for you know <laughs> <laughs> excuse the pun stagnation <laughs> mm. no of, of the bad kind the monetary policy kind what do you believe is true even though you can't prove it <laughs> no now what <laughs> i i i just what do you mean like my angel your angel okay so what's your philosophy around your angels i be- i don't like, who are they i don't believe in god or any of that though yeah they're my ancestors ancestors yeah yeah okay so my variation of this and my friend jagrat um told me this is very much like hinduism um is that they're it like ties in with physics and that there's a constant of energy and that energy is always flowing around the world and so our actions influence the energy in the world but also the so also the actions of people in the past influence the energy in the world Mm -hmm. and that the reason why i'm sort of fascinated about that like generational scale within within one place is that i think you kind of like build build up energy and and um vibration in a, in a place and so the more you can um feed off 
one another in a family and a network the bigger and better things happen yeah mm. yeah i just find a lot of comfort in it i think i find it comforting to think that they're always around me and they're with me um, so do you get like taps on the shoulder every now and again yeah. I had, a, I had a creepy release. I've had it been to a few mediums and stuff, which is <laughs> quite nice. That's what they do, though. Quite comforting. They do talk to your ancestors, so it's self fulfilling a little bit. <laughs> now, I had a. Um, on that. I'd love you to go and just be bummed out. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to just sit there and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. While you're sitting there crying. Maybe Michelle can read me. <laughs> oh no, she doesn't talk to you. She says she doesn't she talk to you. Hi, futures. Yeah, oh, sweet. Um, yeah, when I did that Wim Hof session in Australia with Mark Clure and Dean Glanston, I had like a real big like boom, like release, um, of like seeing the shipwreck and like being like, you don't, you know, we made it type thing. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm. It was like a trauma release you know looking at that retrospectively but yeah it was kind of like i felt a real release in a of of like a shackle or something like that like something was holding me back i yeah i think i yeah i don't know i just found it comforting especially um after i lost my baby and like she i don't know you just know that he's looked after Mm -hmm. and that he his he wouldn't have been good earthside mm. and so that was real comforting mm-hmm. and that was like a real good like release for me that okay I can move on it's okay did the right thing because you were expecting for a while and then found out it was unhealthy pregnancy eh? yeah 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 that's real shit else. after the like the safe zone after yeah. the 12 week scan and, and found out so it was real shit yeah that's not nice at all yeah. Oof. Well, that was quite fun. Cheers, Tim Ferriss. Is that it? Oh, the last one's like, what's an ask of the audience? <laughs> what's the what? <laughs> Do you have an ask of the audience? <laughs> Leave a five star review. No. <laughs> Subscribe. Yeah. Sign up to the newsletter. What are you going to do in the podcast next year? Intermittent newsletter. Well, the, the like, if you've been listening, you would have noticed that there's been down periods every now and again and the truth behind that is that I've been trying to organise some quite big guests one person in particular I've wanted to have on the whole time Um, and I sort of leveraged an opportunity there and then the first time it was absolutely pissing with rain and then the only other time that they were available I wasn't and so it sort of turned into well let's do it next year so when you line up a guest you kind of focus your energy on that guest you start sort of preparing stories and listening to stuff around them and if they've Mm. got social media digesting their social media a little bit and trying to like familiarize and get yourself to know the person without knowing the person so that when you sit down in the room you feel familiar to them and they and so that that's that's my sort of method of breaking the ice and it tends to work quite well so but then it means when it falls through that you don't have a guest for the week and so you end up scrambling 
I do also. Um, I think you've got better at not worrying about that. Well, that's been what's had to happen this year. Because you you used to get quite stressed about it. Yeah. If you didn't have a podcast or something, and um, and now you, I don't see that at all. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah. So that's it's this sort of two or three people that I've been trying to work in to get on and like you've said a few times when I sort of meet one person or have one person on it opens up a whole bunch of people to come yeah. on and yeah. so that's that's why the podcast sort of follows sort of themes or topics every yeah. now and again yeah. um and you so know it just kind of naturally evolves eh? yeah off that um and that's pretty cool and that's where the the sort of tag of the podcast is life less ordinary yeah thought about changing the name what to yeah that's the thing the naked optometrist the naked optometrist you'd have to be naked more than holistic optometrist no neuro optometrist therapeutic optometrist but then i think that still niches i don't even know why you're wearing a shirt right now <laughs> it's quite hot eh it's so hot i've got the fan on um so yeah that, that's crossed my mind um why would you do that dabbled with the idea of changing it to just life less ordinary um, oh that's probably not a bad idea either mm, yeah i sort of looked it up there is some shows out there called life less ordinary what um what would be the reasoning behind changing the name trying to get a new audience or no just um broaden it or just taking down that barrier like even guests come in here thinking i'm going to talk to them about hunting <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah I can see that. So that's that. That'd be a reason, but there wasn't like resounding feedback on that. So yeah, I guess it's fine. But then that just might be the the opposite thing of that. Sometimes it just depends when you posted it, though. Yeah. Like whether you get feedback or not. It's always super helpful when a guest shares it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had and I been we were talking about that last week. That you know, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason of what does well. No. Yeah. No. It's even like that though with the cafe when you like post about it. Sometimes the posts can go nuts, and then other times you'll hardly get yeah any response, and you're just like, what just happened? Yeah. Like. Yeah. But, but then, then I say that, and one of the most well, last year's most popular and one of the most popular podcasts is Cam Speedy, and Cam doesn't have any social media, and it's not like the Seeker Foundation shared it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like he's. He's so well known. Back to like why I don't necessarily want to go f- away from the stag roars that they've been. That audience is one of the most supportive audiences. Yeah. And when I look at you know the most listened to podcasts, they've actually have been people with an outdoors element mm. to them. So you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, I, and I love going to the. You know, I've done it twice now. I love going to the show and having a chat. That, yeah, it's that, pretty cool. There was a lot uh, more streamlined and this year. When- your logo is pretty cool now. It is pretty cool. Thanks, it was Dan. Real, it was real done before that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really cool, Dan. I had to uh, correct him on the antler formation. Yeah, much to his disgust. You know, he did it. That's that's a cool formation that he did choose. But he fixed it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he had the the right body, but a white tail head, as is most as is the case with most deer silhouettes out there. They're usually white tails. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, nah, he needs to do. A, Needs to be a red, red stag. Oh, that, that, this, that's one of Ryan's 
toxic Christ- traits. Yeah, Christmas decorations. Is is not letting me buy reindeers because they've got the wrong antlers. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't have those reindeer lights because they've got the wrong antlers. <laughs> no one knows. I do. <laughs> Ryan knows. Yeah. That's why I love the Pam Wow box because it's so anal on like names and formations. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's always a great time. Yeah. Really wanted the um the reindeer lights at work. I wasn't allowed them. Yeah. Because they had the wrong antlers. I just don't get it. They were great. It's great. Like it's not great hard to it's not hard digit. to Google reindeer. And see, they've got like this big bit that comes out the front, and then they got the bit that goes out the back, and it kind of hooks around. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're trying to make that out of lights, I reckon that'd be easy because <laughs> it's like in the vertical plane, whereas like white tails kind of like come up and swoop like, around to the front, and then there's tines off there. I was like, look, it's a reindeer. I'll <coughs> definitely be allowed to get these. No. Boom boom. Yeah. Surprised it's not more seeker, which is quite funny about the Southland Stags. <laughs> Their logo is a seeker stag, and that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's quite funny. It cracks me up all the time. I realised that during COVID. I was wearing my... Um, hey, also, while we're on toxic traits, yeah. we need to share the love language toxic traits, because oh, yeah. that was a great revelation. Yeah, so TikTok the other day. Jeez, um, what's his name? Curran Island brought up the ideas of the love languages in his episode that's way back it's like in the 90s but Curran um used to own ultimate oe with matt gibson who's the most popular episode we've done and his like way you live your life he's like lads especially go check out the love languages and there's five love languages and (coughs) mine would be quality time and personal touch as my key ones then uh probably words of affirmation acts of service quite close together and then by a very far distance um very far gifts like miles down the road like a good few kilometers and i think that's because and it's quite funny giving them gifts because he doesn't know what to do with them because what i want are just like (laughs) if someone wants to buy them like fuck it'd be incredible i still don't think you'd know what to do if someone bought like yeah. one of the things on my wish yeah, list, if someone brought you a because I'd I'd also be like I know yeah scope, some scope <laughs> you'd be like thanks I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like what the fuck <laughs> what do I need to do for this <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah I'd have like rip 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 a rice, rice. I can't think of that word but anyway but, yeah so then your toxic trait is often the opposite of your highest love language in the same order yeah so like your most toxic trait is the opposite of yeah. so like quality time is withdrawal yeah words and words of physical f- touch is um what was that avoidance one? avoidance yeah. yeah and words of affirmation silence so like those three are pretty high and that's exactly uh, what yeah it was if- terrifying i was like oh my god yeah acts of service is doing it all yourself yeah which is so me I don't think I ever realised how much my and I think I think the funniest thing about when you think about toxic traits is how you have contempt for your even though it's your own behaviour yeah (laughs) 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 like that's what's so so true true about the way like you you have contempt for the other person even though you're acting in a toxic way 
Yeah. It made me. But it's too. It's so that you. It's so. The reason why it like makes so much sense is because what you're doing is you're hoping that you get a overabund that person to overabundantly express that love language. That love language. Okay. So like, I'm gonna do it all myself. They you're not. they go over and above and go sit down stop doing that I'll do that I'll do all this stuff yeah. like for example um, you know you're re- retracting away and isolating they'll like come in and like smother you <laughs> <laughs> um, you're avoidant and so they'll like sit you down and talk to you hey I wonder if that would work what would work if when I'm doing that, you come in and just smother me. So <laughs> I do do. If it would make me not angry, <laughs> does it work? Sometimes it like cuts you Sometimes down a little bit. Sometimes it backfires. No, it hasn't backfired. No. Mm. That's oh, funny. It's funny. Funny. Yeah, that was that was a big. Yeah, that was. So do I still have that saved? Well, you should share it. I what? feel like it was really valuable. Christmas photos. Oh yeah, I do have it. Yeah, so isolating is the opposite of quality time. Avoidance is the opposite of physical touch. Going silent is the opposite of words of affirmation. Not asking for help is the opposite of acts of service. And impulsive shopping <laughs> is gift giving. We both figured we didn't do that. That was the only one. Yeah, but either of us didn't do. Yeah, your gift giving is not as far down as mine. No, mine's very far away. I quite like gift giving. Yeah. I've learned not to do it to you, though. What do you mean? I've learned not to give you gifts. <laughs> or sp- or expect them in return. Spontaneous gifts. Yeah. But is it meaningful when I do it? Does yes. It, does it catch you Do you, you know what the most meaningful gift you've ever given me? What? Was those four bowls on my... That my birthday the first birthday we spent together what about the milk bottle yeah that was great that was great too but I feel like you put more effort into the bowl how so I think it's because we had only just got together but like what what, what? so it wasn't I didn't expect anything from you so I was like oh, that's amazing sorry say that again because we'd only what we'd only just been just got together yeah yeah so i didn't expect anything from you and it was like wow that's amazing and how does that differ from the milk bottle because i told you i wanted it Mm. (laughs) man we could have got some airplanes this year yeah we could have could have got but instead we brought a wedding dress we could have got an eskimo with a bite out of it if we didn't get married yeah <laughs> would you do you want to trade in the suit and get an eskimo with a bite out of it no, that's a very nice suit i would like an eskimo with a bite out of it how did it how did it go that you get a tuxedo how you tell that story i don't even know though i've got no idea how you ended up buying a tuxedo that's what you wanted. That's what you wanted to. No, I can't remember the conversation of like, what are you going to get married in? And you were like a tux. Yeah, maybe I just. You I, wanted a tux. Maybe it was just that. 
And it's been, <laughs> I had a completely different picture in my head of like the whole, the setting the whole scene. And the dead ducks threw it out and I had to buy a new dress. New dress. <laughs> but then like, like okay, so on your now f- it's an actual wedding. On your, f- <laughs> <laughs> on your first dress, what did you see me wearing? I literally thought it would be like a casual, like, um, linen shirt, pants rolled up, brown shoes. Type. I thought it would be a real casual Oh, that's hideous. Thing. I don't like that vibe. No. no. Obviously. Which is fine. No. It's just not what I... Yeah. I, like, wouldn't have even been surprised if it was shorts. <laughs> like, that's, that's where my vibe was going. <laughs> my thought process. We hadn't shared this, so there was no right or wrong. Yeah, because you bought that dress, and I was like, how sweet. And then we went to Christchurch, and you were, like, getting kind of impatient with me that I hadn't, like, finalised what I was going to wear, though, were you? Yeah, because I didn't know, like, what we were doing. Yeah. Mm. So I didn't know, like, how to dress, because then we needed... Uh, It was probably more like you had the bridesmaids being like, what are we going to wear? Oh, yeah, because we were not going to have groomsmen and bridesmaids. And then we did. And I needed to have bridesmaids. Yeah. And. But then I feel like you were like, Ryan, you should have your brothers yeah, with okay. you. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, well, I need to have some bridesmaids in as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. It wasn't the most well organized. So it will be slightly fancy. very fancy you're in a full tuck but also not like it's very casual but oh it's gonna be looking good (laughs) yes yes yeah Yeah. it is it's it's very casual but you're in a full tuck and i'm why does that worry you i think it might be very hot (laughs) potentially (laughs) it is marina though so you know it'll breathe it'll breathe um, no, it'll be lovely. Um, I wore that. I wore that cotton shirt and that grey suit in summer. Hopefully, it's not raining or flooding. Both my brother's weddings were around the same date, <gasps> so and that was wearing suits. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's not far away. No, especially once we get through New Year's. Mm. Hmm. And then you actually have to start doing things. What? <laughs> you need to make a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some country and drum and bass. <laughs> yeah. Look what you made me do. And I just need to start baking. Yeah. What? What are we baking? Cake. Cakes. Yeah, I need to make a chocolate petri cake. Yum. And some other things. Mm. I did find a really nice recipe in that book that I think I'll make, which is like a um, Black Forest cheesecake. Your new book. Yeah. Fano Kai. Fano Kai. She's Dan. Yeah. Real good. Mm. So yeah, we'll make some stuff. And we've got a cake coming from Finch, did I tell you that? From who? Finch. What's Finch? Ash. Oh, real? Yeah. How'd you jack that up? I asked you. Oh, nice. I am. Um, gluten-free as well. Yeah, yeah. It is gluten-free. And it's 
like it's chocolate mud mm. with black currants yeah. and um, white chocolate ganache. Mm. The, it looked bloody amazing, and I was like, I want one of those. Yeah. On the topic of uh, black currants, how good was the Aripa Mindful Morning? Oh yeah, that was that was a good highlight of our year, eh? Yeah, that was an amazing weekend. Like the whole yeah, the whole weekend. That was so was good, eh? Nice. You, just, I just like came into the bedroom and you're like, we should do this, and I was like, shit, okay. and I was like, check the calendar, and that was a weekend we didn't have the girls, so I came back down to the room and like, okay, do it, and then bang, 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 got tickets, and Booked then well, we didn't do it right then, but yeah, I think we did, didn't we? Oh, maybe, and then like. 10 minutes later the whole thing was sold out I was like well that was lucky yeah <laughs> and then they put on another morning uh, another one and that sold out too so it was with Cooper Chapman did Gratitude that was cool little exercise he did yeah and Nigel Beach Nigel Beach did Breathwork and um, I can't even remember the girl who did yoga yeah it was Lululemon yeah was sponsored by yeah that was great goodie bag great uh, food great food great location great people yeah good. it was very well done cool people yeah I think it was just nice to get away by ourselves as well. Yeah, we went up, finished work, drove from Topol to Auckland. Did we have to drop anyone off? No. No. That's always handy. Oh, no, I did. Remember I dropped Annie off at the Hamilton Airport and had to drive back here. Oh, yeah. To drive to Auckland. So that was slightly annoying, but also fine. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you went to Hamilton Airport and back to Tokoroa. Yeah. I drove from Topol. Up. But that sounds ridiculous, but that's just our life. Yeah, it's like a, you know, nothing wrong with a one-hour drive here, here and there. That's a normal Friday. Yeah, we go to Rotorua Airport as well. Yeah. Yeah. One time I went to the Rotorua Airport and then I drove all the way to the Hamilton Airport in the same day. Yeah, that was amazing. That was a great time. Yeah, gave a nice person a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Met strangers. Yeah. So then we, well, we stayed in Greyland and we went out for dinner. Then we went Saw to the Greyland Rizza, RSA, watched the Warriors. <laughs> Brewster and his friend and then yeah, went out for breakfast yeah and Ponsby <laughs> that's right there was um, two dudes from from America's Cup were there mm. and Dean Lonergan he was there as well and lots of fancy cars oh yeah I saw two McLarens <laughs> traveling up and down went to Supercorette Went to the Barker's clearance sale. Got that awesome merino jumper. Mm. Like six, less than that. Ran into a mate from um, from Otago University days. It was a great weekend. Just Faulkner. We, we, and then we then we went and watched. Oh, we went to Moustache. Yes. It's and then favorite. we went and watched Fasty play Grandma Carlton and win. What a great day! And somebody asked me the harrowing question of when did you play here, and I was like, ah, oh, ten years ago. Because <laughs> now I'm old. Because now I'm old. It's been 10 years since I played rugby for varsity. Yeah, we should do that again this weekend. Next weekend. What's that? Go away. Go away. We are going to go away. We just don't know where yet. Probably camping. Rotorua. And then Tauranga. Yeah. Which would be awesome for a night. Yeah. Take some red wine. Put on some music on the exceptionally loudspeakers. Oh, uh, Matt's. And Matt's parents, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Meet his new lady. Lady. So lady. why aren't you coming to the wedding, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Summer Heights High? Of what? 
Summer Height High, Chris Lilly. No. Jonah took over. No. Shin Shin May. Shin. I have to watch it. Yeah, Mr. G. Where have you been, bitch? <laughs> Thank God you're here. Where have you been, bitch? But have any of your friends actually RSVP? Yep. Pat G- did. Gemma RSVP'd this morning. Yeah. Matt did. Jacob has verbally in person. I told them at dinner last week. Because Gemma's like, oh, I haven't actually RSVP'd. I was like, yeah, you're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I crushed your bliss. Yeah. She's like, don't I have till the first? I was like, you're right, you do. You let me know before the first. <laughs> she let me know this morning. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. All my family have. Yeah. Yeah. Except my grandma, she won't be coming. She told me the other day. Is that because we didn't get engaged? No. It's because <laughs> she can't remember what she did this morning. Yeah. Tells her the same story in the space of 20 minutes. No. Well, she's 92. 91, yeah. so. So it's kind of okay. Got an excuse. She does still live by herself. She does very well. Yeah. She's uh, lovely. She's good. Good for a 20 minute yarn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you have the yarn again. Yeah. No, it's good good times. And, um, yeah, it's. Uh, people with uh, dementia have lots of tricks. They're very um, avoidant in their conversation. Mm. Yeah. Is that just because they don't know what's going on? They. they if they've got early cognitive decline, they know that they don't know. But when they've got dementia, they don't know that they don't know. Was Was it you that told me that um, hearing... Yes, so hearing yeah. and cataracts help. If you get both those fixed, they help delay the onset of Alzheimer's. Yeah, you get my ears checked in. <laughs> Do you have Alzheimer's in, or dementia in your family? No. No. Well, we only have my grandma to go by. But also... It's not like my grandma and granddad. Didn't live as long. Nah. Yeah, so I need to ask mum so about her grandma. Thing. My mum's grandma lived reasonably long. But I think that might have been my granddad's mum. But definitely like... No, nah, it wasn't. It was my, mu- my grandma's mum. Past, they definitely had all their marbles. Yeah, so I need to ask mum about her grandma, Grandma Hobbs. So, did she have a memory of marbles? How old was she? I think she was mm. in her 80s. So my grandma didn't start having this till yeah, late eighties. Yeah, and then I had aneurysms. Yeah. So you're gonna die before me? Probably. Fuck. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. You're okay with it. Yeah. Just as well I've got hobbies. Pardon? So just as well I've got hobbies. Exactly. Yeah, you'll be fine. What do you what do you think you'll be into when you're oldie? In your sixties, when your mum's age? Oh. You will be glad you had that health insurance and not got that hip replaced. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm gonna be fascinated whether my hip surgery was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Of hip we need to not ever get rid of our health insurance. That's what my mother has taught me. Oh, I get to I get taught that all the time by my patients. It's amazing. Like, I can't believe what she's having to go through. So dumb. So slow. Yeah. But yeah. no, so, yeah, definitely won't get rid of that. We need to actually get it for the girls. For Annie, at least. Because, mm. yeah, if anything happens, you want them to be able to get shit done. Get shit done. I can see why you thought that that fan was a bird. 
Yeah, the light, hey. It gets this little reflection on yeah. it, and you're like, whoa, what is that? Yeah, so I'm not delusional. Thought it was Ernie for a moment. Oh. Come back to the dead. Looking forward to getting a new cat next year. <laughs> That's going to be our highlight of next year. How good was Ernie? He was amazing. He was a great cat. Yeah. I'm glad we got him. So do you remember why he was being given away? Because of his cancer on his head. He was No, because the w- woman who owned him took him to the vet to be put down. Because of the cancer on his head or what? No, just because. He was old and she didn't want him anymore. Huh. And they were like, no, he's fine. Was fine. <laughs> he was. He was fine for like, what, nine he, months? He got fat here and then... And then he got skinny. <laughs> then he's, everything stopped. Yeah. But he had a great life. That's like the longevity dream. Like, live long and have a short, short demise. Actually, I hope when I'm old, I want to start doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like smoke weed and... LSD. Yeah. Ayahuasca. Yeah. That's what Cocaine. That's what everybody in this bloody book does. Yeah, I want to do all those. Like the, amount of, the amount of people out here, they're like, yeah. Went, smoke weed, do the gardens. Did ayahuasca. I might have a mean veggie garden when I'm old. Did some, did some ketamine therapy, yeah. some MDMA therapy. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, we probably should have had more children so we can have more bigger Christmases and stuff. Well, we met when we were. We're just going to have to bring our, our girls are just going to have to bring all their friends. Yeah. Or they're going to have to have a big family. Well, if get the um, farm thing going, we'll have like a big crew of people. Perfect. Crazy chefs, they'll have the drugs. Excellent. <laughs> Actually, it was always my brother that said that he's like when I, because he never did um, drugs or anything when he was a teenager, um, and all of his friends did. Like you, if you knew him and his crew, you would not believe that he has never touched drugs in his life. <laughs> and he always just said, "He's like, no, no, no I'm going to do them when I'm like 80. <laughs> I'm just going to do hard drugs." Funny. Like, How did he go through idea. hospitality and avoid that? It just wasn't his vibe. Yeah, most of them like smoke. Most of them smoke. Yeah, more he never stuff. did that either. Never smoked a cigarette or anything. He's just does like a beer though. Loves a beer, <laughs> a wine, a whiskey, a wine, whiskey, whiskey. Gin. I don't know. He like man. loves whiskey. In what way does he like a gin? A gin, just with um, tonic, I think. Mm. Soda. Can't but whiskey is just straight. I'm pretty sure he just drinks it on rocks. Yeah, or with water, like a gentleman. I don't know. I think he's much of a gentleman. Your brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because he's your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like whiskey? No. No? Mm-mm. What, what, what about it? I don't like it. <laughs> I just, it's too hard. Yeah. Yeah, it just tastes like alcohol to me. Yeah, well, it's because you're not drinking like a gentleman. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm not a gentleman. Yeah, you need to dilute it. So you don't let the alcoholness. That, not you're talking about that hardness. Mm. Yeah. So you still yeah. I'm not much. I don't drink a lot of spirits anyway. I think that only. I think it's because you need like as little alcohol as possible, so you can yeah. keep drinking it, or else you'll just have to be like, no, nah, I need water. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> tired. Just yeah. need a water. I've had my one drink. Yeah, pretty much. Had my one standard drink, so now I just need water. <laughs> We'll have to make sure there's plenty of sparkling water at the wedding. Yeah. After a couple of sparkling wines, I'll be done. 
has like gone Christmas Eve yeah I'd had my two glasses and that was it tell you what Christmas Day Prosecco at breakfast needed yeah. a nap Prosecco at lunch needed a nap <laughs> it's funny like I because I had two glasses of wine what Christmas Eve and then on Christmas Day and at work on Boxing Day I just felt like I was hungover it was awful and like I was not drunk no. at all like no. I drove Annie to the airport in the afternoon and I was like fuck yeah now getting old felt sluggish it's funny being around Tobo at the moment with everyone on holiday yeah and you like look around at like the families and you've gone through your whole life especially in your 20s of being in like holiday towns and being like oh look at those parents but then like now I'm like walking around down and be like oh those people are all the same age as me (laughs) 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 there are plenty more like older parents like in their 40s but all the same it's like, like it's just that's, that's my gen- that's, like, that's just us though that's my generation of people yeah. I think the best one was that Chris Parker of the dude talking about how he's separated from his wife and nah he's gonna be alright I'll, I'll just take one of our rentals and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like message Chris Parker I was like this is so perfect like is this based on somebody why did neither of us have a rental to take oh I know <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, pretty much everyone that I went to high school with, which is Christchurch boys. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was gold. And yeah, that's funny walking around Tobol and like seeing all these people, and you're like, oh yeah, there. Oh, like, <laughs> like that's the same as me. Yeah, that, that was the same with being on holiday last year. Yeah, it was a weird feeling taking your family on holiday. Why was that weird? Because of what five? Oh, they are four and four and seven, and he had her birthday there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, what? I would like, like obviously, I would always go on holiday with my family. We'd go mm-hmm. to Wanaka camping in Queenstown on Christmas, and when I was eleven, we came around the North Island. When I was thirteen, we went around the South Island, and so, like your parents always feel old, like. Annie and Billy think we're old. And yeah, so, Annie once told me off because I was wearing bright coloured underwear. <laughs> Remember? And she was like, Mum, you're too old to wear pink underwear. So I was like, Am I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's not true. No, but, <laughs> it was funny though. But, I was yeah, like, oh. When you're, your kids think you're old, it's so like, you, for so long, you like live your life of thinking about the stuff you did when you were a child and your parents were old and then so when you're replicating what your parents did for you then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like oh re- I'm old <laughs> but but what makes it even more like like inceptiony is that we were going to want to go to yeah. go camping with my parents and yeah. so it was kind of like a childhood experience whilst being an adult yeah like true I didn't think about that because we never did we didn't do camping when we were kids yeah, and I've never been down the South Island, so it was like a new experience for me too. So I just thought it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you like we got to Glendale Bay, and it's like yeah, true. So it's also very familiar. Jumping, for you. jumping, and swimming, and like stealing my brother's bike and like biking around the camping ground. And it's like yeah, I feel like I'm twelve again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, I didn't. getting on that, getting on the blow up tube and doing a backflip off the blow up tube or yeah. swimming out to the boys and stuff. It was such an amazing holiday. Yeah, 
especially, especially like swimming for me swimming age is like 11 12 13 yeah yeah <laughs> it'll be cool taking the girls next year yeah so we want a road trip down there yeah i think that'll be so good yeah we get to see more of the south island yeah which will be awesome also like do you think the girls have gone through the desert road and through Palmerston North and stuff? Um, well, we, me and Annie have when we went back home. Oh, yeah, your great trip after the cyclone. Yeah, that was awful. You drove from Topor down to... Hastings. D- through down to Palmerston, or well, not Palmerston North, whatever it's called. Um, Peelty. No. No, where? Oh, my God, Woodville. Woodville. Yeah, and over the saddle. Yeah. Over the saddle to Woodville? Was Woodville after the saddle? Yeah, Woodville's on the Wairarapa side. Anyway, doesn't matter. I went the long way around, and it was a very, very, very long drive. Ten hours home or ten hours down? No, 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 it was six. Six hours down, ten hours home. No. Something like that. Doesn't matter. seven hours home. Yeah. Yeah. It It was horrible, though. To do a full shift. Very, basically to just go and work in the cafe and then come home again. It was so stupid. But never mind. Stupid for you. I'm yeah. sure everybody appreciated it. <laughs> Hope so. They're just not very good at telling you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We learned our lesson. Yeah. I'm not ever doing that again. If the Topo Road is closed, stay put. <laughs> yeah. What was your other waste of time thing that you did? The training, the oh, yeah. starting the eye optometry, yeah. optometry. One what week, is it? One week after your dad passed away. Well, what? Optical dispensing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a waste of time and money because we didn't end up buying a practice to yeah. start with. It's alright. Yeah, it's worked out in the end. You have a better time. understanding of what I do. Yeah. When I talk about it, I've got a cylinder you're like oh yeah oh yeah cool it's out by 10 degrees you're like oh yeah this makes sense that'd be shit yeah <laughs> that'd be real dumb that'd be real dumb <sighs> look at a headache from that eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, awesome right. 2023 wrapped done dusted bring on 2024 yeah yeah if uh if you know of a guest or know of somebody let me know Oh, well. Hey? Yep. Not you. No. No. I said I will. You I'll will. let you know. You will. <laughs> Thanks to go.